justice as well as in power, in care as well as enterprise, an era in which the United States declares war, war on disease, war on discrimination, and war on poverty. The president sat down. In a single motion, the entire audience rose to its feet in a cheering mass. Nick Stames wanted to go home. He had been at work since seven that morning, and it was already 5.45 p.m. His wife Norma had been grumbling again that he never got home in time for dinner. Come to think of it, when did he last find time to finish a meal? But he was, goddammit, a success. The youngest special agent in charge of a field office in the FBI. And you don't get a job like that at the age of 41 by being at home on time for dinner every night. In any case, Nick loved the job. Nick had been head of the Washington field office for nine years. Housed in the old post office building on Pennsylvania Avenue, just across the street from the new FBI headquarters, it was the third largest field office in America. Although it covered the smallest territory, only 61 square miles of Washington, D.C., it had 22 squads, 12 criminal, 10 security. Hell, Nick thought, I'm policing the capital of the world. Of course, I must be expected to be late sometimes. Still, tonight he intended to make a special effort. When he had the time to do so, he adored his wife. He was going to be home on time this evening. He picked up his internal phone and called his criminal coordinator, Grant Nana. Grant, I'm going home. I didn't know you had one. Not you, too. Nick Stames put the phone down and pushed his hand through his long, dark hair. Everything about him was dark. Eyes, skin, hair, even a dark suit and dark shoes. But the last two were true of any special agent. On his lapel... He wore a pin depicting the flags of the United States and of Greece. Once again, he touched the intercom. Julie, I'm on my way home. Julie Bayers glanced at her watch as if it were lunchtime. Yes, sir, she said, sounding disbelieving. As he passed through the office, he grinned at her. Musaka and the wife, don't tell the mafia. Nick managed to get one foot out of the door before his private phone rang and Nick never could resist the ring of a phone. Julie rose, and as she did so, Nick admired, as he always did, the quick flash of leg. It's all right, Julie, I'll get it. He strode back into his room and picked up the phone. Stames. Good evening, sir, Lieutenant Blake, Metropolitan Police. Hey, Dave, how are you? I'm just fine, sir, but I have a guy in Woodrow Wilson Medical Center who wants to meet the head of the FBI. Says he has something vitally important to tell him. I know the feeling. I'd love to meet him myself. What's our informer's name, Dave? Angelo Casificus. Any description? No. I only spoke to him on the phone. All he would say is it will be worse for America if the FBI doesn't listen. Did he now? Hold on while I check the name. He could be a nut. Nick Stames pressed a button to connect him with the duty officer. Paul, check the nut box for Angelo Casificus. A crazy Greek. Right, boss. The nut box, as it was affectionately known in the Bureau, contained the names of all the people who liked to call up in the middle of the night and claim that the Martians had landed in their backyards. Special Agent Fredericks was back on the line. 
Sorry, sir, no Casificus in the nutbox or the informant's file. Well, have you formed any view? Stames asked Blake. How did he sound? Frantic and incoherent. I couldn't get anything out of him other than that America ought to listen to what he's got to say. He seemed genuinely frightened. He's got an infected gunshot wound in his leg. Apparently he left it for some days before he went to the hospital. How did he get himself shot? Dunno. Casificus won't give us a time of day. Thank you, Lieutenant, he said. I'll put someone on it and brief you in the morning. Stames put the telephone down, picked up his intercom phone, and buzzed the head of the criminal section. Grant. I thought you said you had to be home. Come in for a moment, will you? Grant Nana appeared a few seconds later, along with his trademark cigar. What's the problem, boss? Stames noted that his five feet nine, fifty-five-year-old robust cigar-chewing criminal coordinator was certainly.